asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today <laughs> we're discussing cutting college costs with Money Pro Cody Berman. I'm excited to talk about getting the cost of college down. Joel, we recently had on Megan as a money pro. We talked about the student loans and the effect that that's having on our country and on individuals. And so, yeah, going through some of these tips that Cody's bringing to the table, uh, I think are going to help a lot of folks. I completely agree, my friend. But before we get to that, I wanted to mention a quick listener email that we got recently from James. And James said, hey, guys. Recently, after listening to your podcast where you talked about how Wells Fargo sucks, which we've done a couple of times, I think, <laughs> I switched banks for my savings. At Wells Fargo, my money wasn't doing anything for me except an interest rate of 0.01%. Now I'm at Ally Bank where I get 2.2% interest. In one month at Ally, I received more in interest than I could at Wells Fargo in almost 10 years. <laughs> and I just love the comparison. I love yeah. I love that James let us know that he took action and also just love that I mean 10 years. Think about that. That that's like such a distinct market difference and if you will just change your banks to a little bit of a better bank. You're with Ally, I'm with a few different banks as I've mentioned in our Facebook group and just mentioned on the show. I'm with Capital One, I'm with Discover and I'm with CIT. There's so many better banks not only customer service wise but rate wise as well. 
Nice. Yeah, man. I love that James is with Ally. Like, yeah, that is one of my favorites. I've been with them for quite a while now. And you mentioned CIT. You know, you wrote an article about how you switched over to CIT. They've got awesome rates right now. If folks want to find that article, just go to howtomoney.com slash CIT. And there you highlighted specifically the, the difference in the rate. Like right now, we're at 2.45. And that's just massive. That's just a ton of money. Plus all the other awesome reasons that you want to switch away from one of the big banks to an awesome competitive service-oriented online bank. <laughs> no doubt, my friend. All right, let's talk about the beer that we're drinking on the show today. Brain Dead Brewing Company presents Power Shark, is what our label says, on the Crowler <laughs> from a listener, Jared, out in Texas. This is a triple dry hopped beer. And dude, I'm really excited to dig in and just get a face full of hops. <laughs> yeah, huge thanks to Jared for sending this beer in. And he specifically reached out on Instagram. He uh, slid into those DMs and sent me a message. So yeah, if you aren't following uh, How to Money Pod on Instagram, be sure to check that out as well. You can see some of those behind the scenes. And we always do that time lapse. I think people like that. The uh, time lapse on the stories. It's kind of like an inside window into <laughs> your dining room <laughs> where we do the show, right? So on to the subject at hand, Matthew, my friend, cutting college costs with our money pro Cody Berman. And let's talk about Cody real quick. So he is only 22 years old. Cody is such an interesting dude. He has already started a company that makes disc golf discs. Yeah, I was gonna say not just any company, but a company that's close to your heart, man. Oh my gosh. We, that... we recently celebrated your birthday. We went out and threw some, some disc golfs at a local course. And yeah, that's what Cody does. He makes discs for people that play disc golf. So I'm still honestly waiting for him to send me a couple so I can try them out. <laughs> I'm I like really want to see how his discs fly. But he started he started his own company. He feels like there's a place in the market for a new upstart uh, disc company. And so I think that's really cool. He's been doing that for over a year now. He just quit his corporate banking job at the age of 22 to pursue entrepreneurship full time. He's got a website where he writes about finance. He's got a podcast where he talks about finance. And he's so involved in the financial independence community. I mean, he's, he's become a staple there quickly already at his young age. So we felt like we had to have him on the show. And specifically, since he is so young and recently out of college, to kind of talk about how he was able to go to college and pay less money doing it. Yeah, Joel. And that's one of the things I love about Cody is that he has actual experience. He's been there in college not that long ago. He has found ways to reduce the expenses associated with college. And you know that's a huge problem that people are paying so much for college. High school grads these days are choosing a school based on you know lots of different factors. But money, honestly, is just usually a low-end consideration. And, and that's just because you can just borrow to go wherever you want to go. But beware of borrowing from your future self. These payments associated with student loans can be as large as a mortgage payment on a house. So if you are in school or maybe you're considering going back to school or you have kids that might be going to college soon, we are going to discuss some things to consider when it comes to cutting your college costs. Yeah. So our Money Pro episodes, here's how they work. The last two weeks, we've had someone actually on in an interview style format. That's not typically how Matt and I do these, do these episodes though. We like to invite our friends to give us five minutes of distilled wisdom on a particular topic. And so that's what we've done here. Cody has given us five minutes of awesome wisdom when it comes to cutting college costs. Matt and I have a lot of fun kind of unpacking after we bring on our Money Pro, but let's hear Cody's five minutes first right now. Yo, what's up guys? And thanks for having me on. So today I'm drinking some of Massachusetts finest called Mr. Boston's Vodka. It is $9.99 for a handle and it is absolutely spectacular. So my word to describe it is polish. But what I really want to talk to you about today is how to hack college. So how can you go to college for the cheapest price possible? 
Now, just for some context, I'm 22 years old, so I am fresh out of this arena. I know all the latest tips, tricks, just ways to cut money on college. And although I did pretty good at cutting my costs, I could have done a lot better if I knew all the things I knew now. So I want to start with back in high school. If you have a son, a daughter, or maybe you're someone really young listening to this podcast, good for you if you're that person, you need to be taking advantage of AP and CLEP exams. And basically what these exams are, they're subject-specific exams. So for example, you could take AP Calculus or you could take a CLEP exam in Biology. And it's all these subject-specific courses that if you pass the test with a high enough score, you can just completely opt out of that course for college. So let's just assume you go to the average college. I mean, even if you're going to a community college, you're still saving a couple grand a class by passing out of these AP and CLEP exams. So that's my number one tip. Search and find out, does the school offer these AP and CLEP exams and go take as many as you possibly can. Some of them are self-study and other ones you'll be taught in class with a teacher. So the next thing I want to touch on is dual enrollment. And this is while you're either a junior or a senior in high school, you can actually enroll in college courses just with the rest of the other college students and get credit for that. So instead of taking these high school credits, instead of taking gym for the fourth time, you can go take a college level course and get credit for it. And this can seriously reduce your costs and just eliminate the need for all these general education courses that you might not even be that interested in. And so those are some awesome ways to get credit. But now I want to talk a little bit more about how to save money. So what was huge for me was applying to tons and tons of scholarships and grants. Now, I literally applied to probably between 100 and 120 scholarships. You think I wrote 120 essays? Absolutely not. Ain't nobody got time for that. So what I did was I built out a few templates, like six to eight templates. Most of these scholarship essays are going to have the same prompts, or at least like along the same lines, like what are your career goals or why are you studying this or you get the point. So if you can build out these templates and then make tweaks every time you have a new scholarship application, you can drastically reduce the time it takes you to apply to the scholarship and you can apply to so many more. And just by the law of large numbers, you're bound to get a scholarship or two, which could add up to thousands of dollars. And some of these scholarships are recurring. And these scholarships don't just have to be obtained in high school. You can actually keep applying to scholarships every year while you're in college. And on that same thread, while you're in college, some other great ways to save on costs is to work for the university, get an on-campus job, become a resident assistant. If you're able to drastically reduce your cost of living, this can pay huge dividends down the road. At my school, it was nearly 10 grand a year just for on-campus housing costs. As an RA, you pay nothing and you actually get paid on top of that. And additionally, there's all these other sorts of on-campus work-study jobs. Like I was a TA for six semesters. That earned me a huge amount of money that I could put towards living expenses, that I could put towards tuition, that I could put towards other school-related things. And another crazy thing that you could consider is to do a co-op. So basically, a company will pay you to work there for, say, six months or a year instead of doing a semester or two. You get paid, and you also get awesome on-the-job experience. So definitely go check with your career office and see if there are any of these on-campus or co-op type positions available. And although I didn't take this route myself, I think I'd be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't mention the military. Because I had friends who went to school for absolutely free by signing a contract and joining the armed forces. So although it's no joke, it's not to be taken lightly, and you are signing away a few years of your life, you can go to college for completely free, zero dollars. And what I really want to end on here is that college doesn't have to be for everyone. There are so many other ways to make money and so many other options in 2019. You don't need to get this traditional four-year bachelor degree. 
You can get a certification in coding. You can become an apprentice in a trade. College is not the only path to a six-figure income. And if you're listening to a podcast like this, you probably have some financial wherewithal. So all I'm trying to say is just weigh out your choices, see the options that are in front of you, and make sure it's worth it before you go to college. But if it is worth it, make sure to use all these money-saving tips. All right, so the word I used at the beginning of the episode was polish. And polish because this literally tastes like shoe polish. I'll definitely have to send you guys out a bottle of good old Mr. Boston's. Thanks again. All right, Joel, Mr. Boston's. Frugal or sheep? What do you think? (laughs) Man, Cody, I love you, but that's a terrible life choice right there, okay? I think you've made good choices when it comes to saving money on college, but bad choices when it comes to what you put in your body. And especially when he lives in Massachusetts, which has just some phenomenal beer choices. But we're going to get to all the rest that Cody had to say right after this break. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org wisefriend. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. 
Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money all right matt we're back and so specifically for high schoolers and parents of high schoolers it's important to consider taking ap classes and then taking clep exams that's not necessarily a tip that's under a rock, right? That's hiding. That's not in plain sight to a certain extent for, for parents, but just to, to prioritize that because at the end of taking an AP class in high school, you can take an AP exam, which is incredibly inexpensive. And for each exam that you get a passing grade on, most colleges accept that passing grade as having passed that class in, in college. And so you don't have to waste your time, much less your money uh, in paying to take that class when you move on to your school of choice. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a great point. And I think that students and parents alike should think about taking more AP classes, not just because it reflects better on your GPA, or you feel like maybe you even learn more, <laughs> which, which I think is true typically in AP classes, but also because of the way it helps you in cutting college costs. Yeah, and Cody, he mentioned that with AP exams, like you're looking at close to like $2,000 per course if you were to pass that exam. Joel, did you take any uh, AP exams leading up to college? Yeah, I sure did. I took a, I took a couple and I, did, I only did well on one. And I'm pretty sure that was AP Spanish if I remember correctly. But honestly, it's been nice. so long, I forget. But si, yo hablo español muy bueno. Wait, not not really. I'm not very good anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was helpful, and and those were actually really fun courses. I felt like well, they're they're fun, but they're really hard, right? And oh, like, completely. That's the other thing worth mentioning here is Cody's a really smart guy. I feel like we're fairly smart, but however, like you can't just show up and take these. Like you need to make sure that you're fairly proficient. Uh, same thing with the clep exams. He mentioned those, and you know, and if you can clep 15 hours on average, you can save about five thousand dollars per public college that you attend. And you're looking at about $17,000 in savings if you go to a private school. Pretty much what those numbers equate to is a full semester, right? At, yeah. at a college because 15 hours is essentially one full-time semester. And so, yeah, you can save a lot of money. A CLEP exam is something that you don't need to take a class for. But like Matt just said, you need to be super prepared. But if you feel like you know biology really, really well, well, it's worth looking into taking a CLEP exam for that. If you study really hard, take that test, you can avoid having to take that class in college and not just having to spend the time to do it. Like we said, and each class that you can avoid taking in college equates to real dollars that you're saving. Yeah, Joel. And these are all tips, right? If you're still in high school or if you have a, a student, a child who is still in high school, and you know, it's worth mentioning that you need to have conversations about money and how much, you know, if you're a parent, how much you're willing to spend towards your child's education in the future. Or, you know, if you're a student, if you're a future college attendee, 
how much you're going to be responsible for because a lot of that is going to be your motivation. That is your why behind why you take these exams and why you take these AP courses. If you know that, man, a lot of this is going to fall on you as a student when it comes to fund your college career, then I think that might light a fire under someone if they know that they're going to be responsible for it, right? Versus if they know that, okay, I've got a certain amount of money set aside. And who knows, maybe that's even more motivation for them because perhaps if they get these college credits out of the way, that's money that, that'll end up in their pocket. Yeah, that's a good point, Matt. I feel like too, as parents, you can really incentivize your good student to, to take some of these tests that they might otherwise not be interested in. Maybe you have a smart kid that just doesn't want to do the extra work to take an AP class doesn't want to study and take a CLEP exam on a Saturday, you know, whatever it is, but a parent knowing how much money they can save paying for their kid's college or how much less in student loans their kid is going to have to take out. I feel like there are little incentives you can put in place to encourage your kid to take the AP class, to consider taking a CLEP exam. And that's just a good thing to think about. Like, how can I get my kid interested in doing this for my sake and for, for their sake, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of it does fall under the parent. Like I mentioned that maybe it's up to the student to kind of figure some of this out. But fact is, I, don't, I think there's very few students who are going to be self-motivated enough and who make that connection with, okay, sure. Like I can take the AP class now and that equals credit down the road. But like, what does that actually mean to that student? Like not very much. What that meant for me when I was taking AP classes in high school was that I, that was just less time I could hang out. And so it kind of sucked. <laughs> there wasn't a ton of connection between taking this class now means more money in your pocket down the road. I think making that connection truly does fall on the parent. Yeah, we're talking about 16, 17 year old kids who don't have fully developed frontal cortexes, right? And so it really, so much of it is going to be on the parents. You might have a kid that is just incredible, a genius, and not just a genius, but a self-starter. And and that's really cool. That's rare. Yeah, you, yeah. Even a smart kid oftentimes needs a little bit of push. And, and they have a hard time understanding the concept of a little bit of work now, saving a lot of heartache down the road. And so I think a parent, the little incentives they can provide along the way can make a big difference in kind of crushing some of the, these college costs you know, before they even get accrued. And once you get to college, another note is taking more hours each semester. Cody didn't get to this, but I wanted to mention that that the more hours you take in a semester, you can cut a lot of costs that way too. Most colleges consider a full-time student as having a 12-hour course load, but you can take like 21 hours if you want in many colleges where they charge by the term and not the credit hour. Matt, I don't know about you. I remember being in college and I thought, oh, I'm super busy taking a 16-hour course load. Now that I live real life, I know that that wasn't really that busy at all. <laughs> and I, at one point, I took 19 hours in a semester and I was able to handle it with other obligations on the side. And so as a parent, as someone who's getting their undergrad or even attempting to get a graduate degree, taking a larger course load over a semester... Sure, it can make things harder when it comes to studying and, and getting great grades, but I feel like it is manageable for a lot of kids to take more hours and still pay the same rate because you're paying by the term and not the credit hours. So that's definitely something to look into. How does your college bill? And if they bill by the term and not the hour, consider taking a heavier course load. Maybe not every semester, maybe every other semester, but whatever your specific approach is, Taking a fuller course load in a given semester can mean big savings. Oh, man, Joel, that actually reminds me of a semester where I did take a 21-hour course load. What? Yeah. You actually <laughs> made it happen. I did, but I had to because I had a scholarship and I had dropped a couple courses at that point in order to maintain my GPA, which was the requirement. But then I had to make those courses up before the end of the year. 
kind of painted myself into a corner. But yeah, I, I just buckled down and, and made it happen. It's possible. It was not easy. But that kind of leads to our next point. You know, it was a public school and I got a great scholarship that allowed me to go to school for free, which was amazing. And there's a lot of options like that out there for public and state schools. Keep that in mind when you're considering colleges to attend. Private schools are going to be much, much more expensive. And Joel, you've got personal experience with this as well, right? Yeah, I went to a private school. I racked up some student loans the first two years. And I think we talked about this in the recent student loan episode. I transferred back to a public school in my home state where I was able to qualify for free college because of a state-funded scholarship program. And I was glad to do it, man. That was that was that was totally worth it. A lot of people too, Matt, would be well served by going to a community college for the first two years. If you have your heart set on going and getting a degree from a specific educational institution, whether it's public or private, going to a community college first can help you get all those undergraduate credit hours uh, fulfilled, and then you move on, right? And you pay the bigger bucks only the last two years of your college experience as opposed to all four. And that's something a lot of people just don't consider. They want the full college experience all four years. But when it comes to potentially saving 10, 15, 20, or $30,000, it might be worth it to go to community college for the first two and then moving on. And you know what? The degree looks the same in the end for, for both kids, no matter which way you slice it. Yeah, Joel, I love that. And also, Cody mentioned to apply to you know for tons of different scholarships and grants. This comes as no surprise. Like This is obviously a way that you're going to be able to save money. But what's key and what's different about what Cody mentioned is how he created different templates. And I think a lot of folks might frown on that and think, oh, that seems kind of cheap. But the way he's approaching applying for these scholarships is like the way you would run a business. You're trying to maximize the output by minimizing like the amount of input, the amount of time that you're putting into these different essays and just all the different things that these different scholarships require. And, and what I'm saying, though, is, is not that you send out the exact same letter to, to just all the different programs, but that you try to find ways to be as efficient as possible. You know, businesses do this. And from a financial standpoint, I think it's really wise to consider your college career just like you would a business. Yeah, Matt. And that's because high school students, their time is worth a little bit less because of their lack of education and credentials. And so it might be worth it to take one less shift a week at your part-time job and focus a little bit more on kind of crushing the scholarship game because a little bit of time spent up front applying for these scholarships can have just a massive impact on what you end up paying to go to school, massively reducing the amount of student loans that you need to take out. And one of the coolest things about this too, like Cody said, is that some of these scholarships that you can find are actually recurring as well. So you can find a scholarship that not only pays you 1000 or $2,000 a year to go to school, but it might be a recurring one that lasts freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year, only magnifying the effect of that initial application. Yeah, man. And not only are some of those scholarships reoccurring, right? But you can apply for new scholarships even while you're in school. Like when you're a senior in high school, that is not the only time for you to apply for scholarships. Apply also when you're a freshman, a sophomore, a junior. What else are you doing during the summer? Yeah, continue... Well, working, but... <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but continue to find ways, like like we said, to optimize your time. If you know that you can put in a few hours and find some awesome scholarships, apply and potentially make thousands, man, that's going to be well worth your time. And, and you can find these different scholarships on different websites, maybe that you've heard of, like FastWeb. They're one of the biggest ones with you know over a million and a half different scholarships available and collegeboard.org. But also other ones as well, like CapEx, Scholly, Chegg, 
And you can check out the Department of Labor. They've got a scholarship search tool uh, as well for you to find some of the great scholarships for you. And I know we just kind of ran through those super quick, but we'll have links yeah. in our show notes <laughs> on howtomoney.com with, with all of those there. Yeah, FastWeb has over $3.4 billion in funding available to students Wow! inside of those 1.5 million scholarships. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely don't forsake searching for scholarships. Another thing, uh, as Cody mentioned, don't forget to look for local scholarships too. Make sure in particular that you ask your school counselor. They're going to have access and knowledge about local scholarships that you can't find on some of these national scholarship websites. It's worth asking the question. Most kids aren't going to ask. So ask the question and you might be surprised what you find. Also, if you do have a part-time job, Matt, in high school, ask your employer if they offer some sort of college scholarship. Where I worked in high school, I actually ended up getting a $1,000 scholarship because I'd worked there for a few years. And, and that was just a nice little added bonus as I was saying goodbye and, and headed on my way to like learn a lot of important stuff. <laughs> That's what you do in college. <laughs> and also consider some needs-based grants. There's more money out there available for those of lesser financial means. You'll need to fill out the FAFSA form to know which ones you actually qualify for, there's a great write-up uh, over at NerdWallet. And so in our show notes, we'll also put a link to that article as well. Yeah, the FAFSA, essentially, no matter what you make, you need to fill out the FAFSA. You have no idea what you qualify for until you fill out that form. So filling out the FAFSA, which stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid, is essentially one of the most important steps that a student or family can take in order to find ways to pay for college. And in particular, those grants, right? Those grants, you have no idea which grants are available to you until you fill out that form. So if you want access to the tens of billions of dollars in student grants and loans, the FAFSA is your first step. And I just can't overstate how important that is in the process. And again, that's billions. <laughs> Joel didn't misspeak there. I'm not like Dr. Evil, right? <laughs> billions. Yeah, there's, I mean, literally $120 billion out there for grants and loans for, for student aid. There's money out there for higher education. And so just please make sure that you're taking the steps to see what you can qualify for. Matt, I feel like to use a sports reference, it's like uh, taking the slam dunk or the layup. <laughs> when most people are are shooting a half court shot or a three pointer, right? And those are just much more difficult. You're going to make a far fewer percentage uh, of shots from half court or three point land than you are when you take a layup or or attempt a slam dunk. Well, maybe the slam dunk doesn't. Slam make dunks it are hard though, right? <laughs> <laughs> For most people, slam dunks are really hard. Okay, I'm talking about NBA players. Okay, most NBA players can make a slam dunk, no problem. Take a layup, no problem, right? But when it comes to those other shots that are further away from the hoop. It's just harder. And if you're not taking these layups, if you're not taking the easy access by filling out the FAFSA and then applying to as many scholarships as you can on these websites, you're not taking the layups. There are easy options open to you when it comes to getting money to help pay for college costs. And, and I just don't want people to miss the layup. Yeah, Joel, you don't want to miss that low-hanging fruit. And so right after the break, we're going to cover some different ways and some simple ways to reduce the cost of college. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? 
AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So, it's safe to say, it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making (laughs) making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Matt, let's get to one of my favorite points that Cody made, and that is that you should be working while you're in school. And let's talk about how to do this most effectively. It it might not be best for you to get an off-campus job waiting tables. There are ways to get paid while working on campus and getting paid better than you would at an off-campus job. And so RAs, Cody mentioned, often get free housing as well as they get paid on the side a stipend, right? 
I personally was an RA in college as well. Cody said he saved $10,000 by being an RA. And I'm not sure whether he saved that per year or total, but I remember saving a bundle being an RA because I was getting free on-campus housing and at the same time getting paid a stipend in order to be an RA. Yeah, you're double dipping, man. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and and it, was, it was well worth my time. Definitely kind of had some awkward and fun RA experiences, but I feel like not only did it save me money, it was a really good thing to put on my resume as I was applying for jobs employers want to see that you took a little bit of responsibility, that you had something on your plate besides just college courses. Being an RA kind of hit that trifecta for me. And so another option of working while you're in school is to consider either co-opting or an internship. Why not get a company to pay you while you work there, while you're getting course credits? That's pretty amazing. So like this is great experience for your resume uh, while at the same time saving money on your actual college costs. I had friends who were in you know technical schools like Georgia Tech or Clemson, and they're working and actually getting paid, like getting paid real money versus like the kind of crappy summer jobs that I was working that were paying very little. And at the same time, man, like you get a huge jumpstart on your career. I remember thinking how towards like my later years in college at the time, I sort of regretted not having that, that opportunity. I, I didn't pursue something that was more sort of career focused. But with a co-op, you have that opportunity. You've gotten your foot in the door at a company. And a lot of times after you've graduated, assuming you've done a great job in, in previous summers or semesters, you've got a full-time job waiting on you right after graduation. Yeah, I feel like that's just an awesome tip and something that students should consider. If you're in school, either a co-op or an internship is a great idea. And often you're able to get course credit for doing it at the same time. You might get up to six hours of course credit, depending on how much your school allows. And that is not only cutting the cost of college, but building the resume experience. I did an internship while I was in my senior year of college. And guess what? The place where I did my internship, that's where I'm working right now. And I did an unpaid internship. That's actually a rarity nowadays. Most internships are paid. So I didn't get paid anything while doing it, but I've had a job for 12 years because of it. And so I can't understate the importance of, of an internship. It can be life-changing for your resume, for the connections you make, for, for your networking in general. And on top of that, it can reduce the overall cost that you pay for college. So yeah, that, these are definitely things to take advantage of. And real quick, Cody mentioned working on campus. I did that as well. Uh, my work was pretty chill. It was easy to get to, no car required. And so finding an on-campus job oftentimes can pay better than an off-campus job. And it's a lot easier for students to make happen. Man, that reminds me of like one of the best on-campus jobs at UGA was, you want to guess? Food services. <laughs> no, it was the, uh, the bus drivers. UGA has these massive, huge buses that drive all around campus. And I specifically remember thinking, man, I want to apply for that job because I think they got paid like $19 an hour, which at the time, what? yeah, which at the time was a huge amount of money. That's still big money. Yeah. My goodness. But you had to have a pretty clean driving record and you didn't qualify yeah, yeah. for that. I had recently gotten a speeding ticket driving home one night over uh, like Christmas break. So it didn't work out. <laughs> Cody also quickly mentioned, Matt, the military option. And it's a worthwhile thing for people to consider. Don't take it lightly because signing up for military service is a long-term consideration and you're giving part of your life to serve our country, right? And you and I, man, we are so thankful to the people that listen, that serve our country. It is a huge commitment. It is a sacrifice not only for the individual, but for their family as well. And there is an awesome benefit associated for, for folks that do serve, and that is the GI Bill. And it is very helpful for folks that are in the service to get their education paid for. And so, yeah, I think it is worth mentioning that it's an option out there. 
Yeah, and you know, don't forget too, different employers have different programs that will pay for your higher education. Think of like Starbucks, like they have that program with Arizona State University. Go Sun Devils. <laughs> that, that pays for your undergrad and they see it through all the way until graduation. So, so check with your employer. There might be programs already in place, just like with these grants and scholarships. There's free money. There's opportunity there waiting for you to cover the cost of school. Yeah, Matt, my employer offers some really cool benefits. My employer will chip in just a small amount. If I get solar panels on my home, they will help cover the costs of adoption. They offer a small extra discount on my cell phone bill every month. I'm not 100% sure if we have any sort of benefits for going back to school because I'm just not interested in it right now. I haven't taken a look, but considering the benefits that are currently available that I know about, I, I bet there is something. And so if you're at an employer right now, you should take a look, ask some questions and see what's available. And if you're thinking about changing jobs or getting a new job and you want to go back to school at the same time, consider seeking employment with a company that offers tuition reimbursement or has a program like Starbucks offers. That's just kind of an easy way to help cut the cost of college that a lot of people don't think about very often. And keep in mind too that college doesn't have to be for everyone. You know, you can consider apprenticing or if you're a parent, at least allowing your kid to work summers at a skilled trade. Even if they still decide to go to school, if they, they wanted to go to college in the end, it's still a great sort of hard skill that they learned. And even then, there's soft skills that they learned having already been in the workplace that they can take back with them to college that you can't actually learn while you're in school. Yeah, Matt. And there's something that exists in our country right now that people have called the skills gap. And even with our incredibly low unemployment rate, there are a lot of unfilled jobs in the skilled workforce where people don't need a college degree. They just need to apprentice in a specific skill. And if you do that, you don't accrue debt in the same way that a college student taking on loans does. And on top of that, some of those jobs that use skilled labor actually pay a lot more than a lot of college-educated positions do. Yeah, you know, I've heard that plumbers rule the world. <laughs> they, they, they make some good money, right? I think we talked about that on, on an episode a while back, that our friend Rob, who's a lawyer, doesn't get paid quite as much as his plumber. And that's just, that's kind of funny, but also kind of becoming eerily true. And to consider how much time and cost for Rob to become a lawyer, it's a lot easier of a track to become a plumber. Not that it's not hard work, right? Grueling work, but it's at least an easier track to get there. Yeah, Joe, you know, like talking about trades versus like college makes me think about how like shortly after starting the photography business, I remember thinking and saying out loud and, and having discussions with friends that my kids are never going to go to college. What I do now are not skills that I learned while in undergrad. And I think I felt pretty arrogant in, in my approach and, and how I viewed business and maybe how I'd sort of pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. However, what I think I've realized though in the past several years is that there are just tons of different like softer skills that you learn while in college. This is funny to say, but like you learn how to learn. You learn how to ask questions. You learn how to figure things out. There's all these different things that you learn by going to classes and by having those sort of requirements and those tests set before you that you may not have learned otherwise. And not to mention too, just the different connections that you make, right? When you go to college, like you get to meet a lot of different people. And I know that I'm certainly a product of a lot of the relationships and the people I've met and the connections I've made because of going to college. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like when I initially graduated, I felt a sore lack of like hard skills that I wanted to bring into the workforce. And I felt like a lot of those things I had to learn 
on the fly. Yeah, yeah. like on the job training almost, right? Completely. And I, and I was like, what was college for? <laughs> but really it was for, like you said, a lot of those soft skills. And they, they serve me to this day. I feel like I'm building on top of them as opposed to having to learn them from scratch. And, and also, the yeah, like those connections too that you make in college, the friendships and the connections. Just the networking, right? Like we talked about that in the Jordan Harbinger episode, that there's just so much opportunity that comes with maintaining relationships and being in touch with folks and finding ways to help other people. There's a lot there that's hard to quantify and a lot of relationships that wouldn't have been made had, had we not gone to college. And plus, how would you know how to manage a house if you weren't an RA taking care of a whole floor of undergrad students, right? <laughs> a bunch of unruly dudes uh, <laughs> just making a mess of my whole life and the dorm at the same time. I, I learned a lot doing that. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer, though. Today on the show, we drank Brain Dead Brewing Power Shark. And this was sent to us by listener Jared. This is a triple dry hopped beer. Just a massive amount of hoppy goodness in this one. Anybody who's listened to the show for a while knows we love a good IPA. You know what? This one didn't disappoint. It was really good. Man, I'm a huge fan of this beer as well. Uh, You know, it's triple dry hopped, and that means it's just got so much of that hop flavor in it. It's hard to describe sometimes. Like, what does hops... Like, what does hops taste like? It's almost this green herbally flavor. And traditionally, like, the hops are what gives IPAs, like, that bitterness. But man, these newer IPAs, like in particular, the ones that are dry hop like this, just they convey this herbal flavor that it's almost like you're eating delicious vegetables while you're drinking beer, but specifically green vegetables, right? While you're drinking a really delicious beer. And this one, yeah, it's just so well balanced that I just want to drink my vegetables just all day long. So <laughs> dude, if we were getting our vegetable <laughs> servings while drinking beer, win-win, <laughs> we, we would be like the, the most healthy people on the planet. Sadly, that's not the case. And this beer in particular had like a hop wallop. It almost like punched you in the mouth with how prominent the hoppiness was. And I, yeah, I feel like you phrased it well. It's a difficult thing to put into words. But this beer in particular gave you just a ton of that hop essence. Whereas some beers, you can smell it a little bit. Some beers, you can taste it. This beer was kind of all encompassing hops. And I'm totally cool with that because I freaking love hops. So huge thanks to Jared for for sending this beer along to us. Again, this is Brain Dead Brewing Power Shark. All right, Matt, let's get to our final thoughts on cutting college costs. And Cody did a great job kind of helping us think through the difficulties of borrowing from our future selves and how we can think through cutting the cost of college to avoid doing that. Yeah, and the first way that you can do that is by taking AP and CLEP exams before you get to undergrad. There's no sense in taking an actual semester of a course if you're able to test out of it. So make sure you consider that. And also, you want to make sure that you're applying to lots and lots of scholarships and grants. Basically, you want to make this your part-time job because chances are the time that you can dedicate to applying for these different scholarships and these different grants. You can make more by doing that than you could waiting tables. Yeah, just remember that filling out the FAFSA form is crucial in order to finding out what scholarships and grants are available to you. Also, consider working while you're in school. RAs often get free housing as well as getting paid on the side. Working on campus is an option. Co-ops and internships are great as well. And those things not only help cut the cost of college, but they also boost your resume to help your potential earnings post-college. Yeah, Joel, what I specifically love about RAs and TAs as well, as Cody had mentioned that he did that, is that they're the most optimized jobs for students living on campus because you're doing things that you pretty much would already do anyway. And I love that. I love how these different jobs sort of align with the sort of natural life that you would live anyway 
whether that's living on a dorm floor and providing some you know, leadership, Joel, like you did, or maybe being a TA in a lab where you're learning at the same time you're, you're making money. I love that. I don't know how much leadership I provided, Matt, but I, I appreciate your vote of confidence. Um, I'm sure it was awesome and tons of fun. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> but uh, thanks to Cody for coming on the show. We really appreciate your wisdom and your insight, Cody. And if you want to learn more about what Cody's up to, you can go to flytofi.com. That's his blog where he writes about everything financial independence. You can check out his podcast, Fi Show, and you can find that wherever you're listening to, to this podcast. Considering Cody's only 22 years old, I guarantee that you're going to hear more from him in the future. Yeah, Joel, we'll have those links up on our website, on our show notes for this episode. Just go to howtomoney.com. And if you like the show, if you found it helpful, we would love your feedback. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. And if you think that Matt and I could improve, we would love to hear your feedback as well. Go to howtomoney.com slash do better. You can send an email there. Matt and I will read it. We appreciate any constructive criticism you can offer. That's right, Joel. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.